Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! And cool. Yes, I am Gabe. I'm Jamie. <laughs> I'm Kelly. <laughs> Slick start there. Elections mm-hmm. happened Tuesday. Yes. And we had good results, actually, which was really exciting. Out of the 36 races we endorsed in, we won 31 of them. Yeah. Woo-hoo. That's a pretty good percentage. Yes. Yeah. Is that an A? I can't math that well in my head. Yes. It's, it's at least an A minus. Okay. Which I would gladly take. <laughs> Got to break out the calculator. In fact, Jamie has to break out the calculator. Sorry. So, Kelly, you got to do your first it's election like a, it's night. A solid it's B. a solid B. I did. 86%, which I think is higher than a higher right to life percentage, so that's really all that matters. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, and definitely way higher than the crazies on the other side of a higher right to life, the Ohio pro-life action people, like only one, like a very small percentage. <laughs> Actually, they it's did been, pretty well when they endorsed the same as a higher right to life, but not when they were on their own. It's really fun to watch the infighting on that side, like on like for their primaries. It's like, wow, yes. I don't hate watching this. <laughs> it was it was really nasty. I mean, I gotta say that you know our people that we, we had a competitive gubernatorial race, even though we endorsed Cordray Sutton, there were other people out there, and there were lots it of people didn't get nasty. The, there like, were lots of people on the ballot I didn't even recognize actually. Yeah, there was like a couple of Democrats that I never even heard their name. It was hilarious. I'm like, where do these people come from the woodwork? But um. But yeah, I mean, Mary Taylor and Mike DeWine just like kicked the crap out of each other, and like, yeah, we didn't do that. That was that <laughs> was one of the the stories that came out the day after. Was I think it was Henry Gomez writing for BuzzFeed, maybe, um, talking about how DeWine has basically admitted that the primary drug him farther to the right than he wanted to go. Oh, totally. Whoa. Yeah. Ah. I mean, I, I got to think that he did not want to say, I'll sign a six-week abortion ban without exceptions to rape and incest and disable a woman's health. Like, he might not have wanted to say that, but he didn't flinch when he did. Oh, no. no. He went all in when he said it. And I think, I mean, because he does. He, wanna play, he wants to play the whole Kasich thing. Right. Do you think Mary, Mary Taylor and DeWine actually hate as much, like hate each other this much in real life? They've worked together for, what, eight years? I think they hate each other this week. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, my yeah. guess it must be really weird to turn colleagues into enemies. Well, even Mary Taylor and John Kasich. Yeah, I, I mean, mean right. she's his lieutenant governor, and they she ran basically together. ran as, ran a campaign for her governor, you know, race as John Kasich is the devil, and I'll undo everything he did, and that's very, very not usual for a lieutenant governor or like you would think about like a vice president running for the presidency after their person has timed out. Like that does, that's not usually the line. It's I'm going to continue the great work that this person did and move the country forward. And well, I that's think not she's, this. I think she's trying to like show herself as like on the Trump train. Like I'm, oh, yes. I'm very far right. I'm no moderate like Kasich, which is, I mean, didn't really work out that well for the people who were on the Trump train. E.g. No, Christina Hagen didn't win. No, neither did her brother who was running for her house seat. Over. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was kind of what I said, too, when I heard it. It was fabulous. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was interesting to see how far to the right people went and mm-hmm. whether or not that paid off. I don't think it did. Um, you know, I, I think anybody would argue that Mary Taylor is probably farther to the right than Mike DeWine. 
Yes. Um, but DeWine himself, by by saying that he would sign a six-week abortion ban, he's officially gone past the point of Ohio right to life. Yes. He is out there now mm-hmm. on the record as holding some of the most extreme anti-abortion views of any candidate for governor or governor in the country. Yeah. And I mean, he, now he's competing with the Iowa governor, so. Right. Mm-hmm. Did we well, talk about that? No. But yeah, so I think that the biggest part that we can't let happen now is this whole idea, I think it was in the presidentials last year, um, where like, you know, we shake the edge of sketch and it all goes away and we get to start with a clean slate and we get to pretend Mike DeWine didn't say all those things before. Um, oh no. Oh no. So yeah, I mean, to the fire. yes. So, you know, today he still has said that he's going to sign a six week abortion ban that doesn't protect rape victims and doesn't protect women's health. And is who the will most introduce ex- it if Hagen's not in office? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ron, oh, Ron Hood and oh, Vitaly won his primary, so he'll be back. Um, so yeah, I think that, really holding his feet to the fire and, and showing how extreme he did go and not letting people forget that in the general election. Right. But the, the big news, the, the, the headline of the, the name of this podcast episode will be uh, Cordray Sutton won. Yes. Which Yay. is terrific. By yeah. huge margins. Yes. Wasn't even close. Yeah. Yes. Which really shows that, like, although there I was... I don't appreciate the pop, the, the, the headline, populism was defeated. Like, I don't think that's what that was. No. <laughs> like, I don't appreciate any of the headlines I've read, actually. Like, yeah. I don't think even one of them. I think this was a really solid primary. There was a mm-hmm. good slate of candidates. I mean, I really like Joe Schiavone. Uh, Kucinich has his merits. And I, I mean, Cordray is a good candidate, and I think he's going to be a really good governor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we had three... I mean, four or five, but three really good contenders that had like a lot of like support and not five ran on their merits. Not Bill O'Neill. He was not a quality candidate. No, I said, right. I was like, there was five candidates. There were three good ones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, they ran on their merits. And I mean, I don't think it was uh, a, an easy primary for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there, so. was, there was more than five candidates because we also saw... Uh, statewide interest from Connie Pillage, from Nan Whaley, mm-hmm. from... I'm in uh, on the ballot, but yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, but, you know, and Betty Sutton, all of these individuals, you know, aren't mm-hmm. going away. We're probably going to see them Can- uh, continue... Cabinet positions. Yeah, ideally, mm-hmm. you know. There's, I, I think the, the Democratic bench is looking more solid... <laughs> Uh, than it has in years, mm-hmm. which I think is a terrific thing. Yeah. And I think, too, um, some of the stories out there is like, well, there were still more Republican voters than Democratic voters, so it shows that the brew wave doesn't happen. But actually, when you look at numbers, Democrats don't vote in primaries. Ooh, ooh, I mean, ooh. we just don't. Hamilton County actually had more Democratic voters, and they usually are outnumbered by de- by uh, Republicans by 10%. Yeah. So that's really good news. That was awesome news. And just statewide, more Democrats voted in this primary midterm election year than in previous primary election midterm election years. So when you compare this data to 2016, no, 2014, 2014, I was trying to think of the last midterm, or 2010, (laughs) more people came out in this primary than they did. And I think it was all the ugly ads and everything else on the Republican side that really brought a crap ton of Republicans out that would not have come out. I've seen, yeah, I've seen, been, I've seen so. a lot of cynicism about like everything regarding politics, but I think actually Tuesday night was really good and had like a really good turnout. Um, and I, my friend, my friend who's a comedian, of course, made the point that like the people who make the Handmaid's Tale happen, they're the people who are always vote, voting. They're going to be at the polls every yeah. single time. And right. I would like to counter those people. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
so State, uh, at the, the top of the ticket, Cordray Sutton um, had our victory looking down ticket into the state legislature. Um, we saw women win. Yes, yeah. we saw women win, uh, especially good women win. Two mm-hmm. key Senate races that we were watching late into the night, as for some reason, a couple counties returned like the slowest results ever. The only two we cared about: <laughs> Lucas uh, County, Cuyahoga County. I'm looking at you. Um, so Nikki Antonio won her primary for the Ohio Senate. Yes. Not only did Cuyahoga County count their votes really, really slowly, Lakewood itself counted its votes really, really slowly. Because at the beginning, she was ahead by a couple, and then she was like behind by like 500, and then she was behind by only 10, and then we sat there for a really long time, and then all of a sudden, Lakewood came in, and she was like 3,000 ahead. And I was like, nope, is she there from was Lakewood. Lakewood? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is her house district. That is where she's been on the ballot for many years now. She was on city council there beforehand, I think. And so they know her really well and trust her as their leader. And yeah, so it was very obvious when Lakewood came in and then some of the other places came in and brought her opponent up a little bit, but she ended up winning by a nice large margin. And Nikki Antonio was like one of our rock stars. Yes. She's terrific. Having her move from the House to the Senate is awesome. Has she been in the Senate before? Nope. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Conversely... Teresa Fetter. Yes. Yes. Who I still call Senator Senator Teresa Fetter because she was senator when I first started me- meeting been, with her. She's been turned out of the House and is, uh, is running for Senate, and she won her Senate uh, race as well. Yes. Well, I mean her primary race. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yay. <laughs> yeah. In, in Toledo, that there's some races where you know winning the primary <laughs> is yes. kind of like winning the whole shebang. <laughs> you're not going to get a real serious contender in the general mm-hmm. election. I think it's safe to say that... Uh, Teresa Fetter's primary was probably going to be the harder of the two mm-hmm. races. Mm-hmm. Um, but she cleared that, uh, you know, again, a complete rock star, uh, for, uh, reproductive rights mm-hmm. in the, the general assembly in the Senate, then in the house now yeah. back to the Senate. Yeah. I mean, and as a Senator way back when she was the first one who introduced contraceptive equity, she was the first one who introduced comprehensive sex edit, um, legislation, and then recent, more recently, her number one issue has been human trafficking. And, I mean, as a Democrat, passing a bill in the Ohio legislature is nearly impossible. Yeah. Um, but Teresa Fetter has accomplished the impossible. Getting Even getting John Kasich to say human trafficking was a huge issue and that we needed to deal with it and moved the ball forward on the human trafficking issue in a way that nobody else could have. So she's an amazing rock star. I'm really excited about her, too. Yes. Um, yeah, so we, we saw the, the victories come in, uh, election night was fun. Yeah. Um, I went to stand up for choice cause that was benefiting our friends at root, but then I made my way over to the Renaissance hotel and said, hi. Yeah. You and did I, all the stuff. On I Tuesday. did. I was very tired. I'm still tired. <laughs> <laughs> I went home and put some pants on and cleaned my bathroom. It was I, not, not fun at all. I did not wear pants. I wore shorts. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Since Gabe said it didn't matter what <laughs> pants I wore. It's a casual event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you get to meet Erica Crowley, which I is did. really cool. And I was like, hey, I made calls for you. And she said, thank you. And then she hugged me. <laughs> she's, she's a real tiny lady. She's, uh, I think she's one of my favorite newcomers, too. Yeah, I'm like, excited. She's just got such passion and dedication and commitment. The 26th district, right? Yes. So yeah. it's currently held by Herschel Craig. Um, he's termed out. Um, running for Senate. Running in for the Senate. Third, 15th, 15th district, 18th district. I don't 15th. remember. 15th. He's replacing Shirley de Tavares. Yes. yes. Whatever district I'm in, right. I learned that much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Erica Crowley, I think, is a really terrific example of, I mean, she's a blue wave running for the first time, 
you know, newcomer to mm-hmm. the state house, but just spending five minutes in her company, it's like, wow, she's got a ton of energy. Yeah. You know, she's the exact sort of Leslie Nope kind of, uh, you know, uh, candidate that you really want out there. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Yeah. No, I think she's, I mean, I met her at a fundraiser a couple, like a month ago and just was impressed from beginning to end with her. Um, she's super excited about her endorsement too. Yeah. That's always fun too. Yes. Another one who's super excited was one I got to vote for, Louise Valentine. She's going to take back the 19th state Senate district for the Democrats. Here's hoping. Louise Valentine's. Uh, Is that Gonzalez's um, No. No, it's um, Chris Jordan's district, the one who's there's. Oh. If you Google him, you'll find the um, 911 call when his wife called 911 when he was walking around the house drunk with a gun in his hand. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say that whoever's doing Louise Valentine's social media is doing a really great job. They are. They are doing a fabulous <laughs> job. No. That's a different point than the one you were making. <laughs> what? I mean, I feel like it should be pretty easy to beat that character, but... It's okay. not him though, because he's termed out. So oh, okay. it's, I can't even remember who the Republican is. No, unimportant. But ideally, <laughs> but no, this is another one of those crazy gerrymandered districts because it's got this little tiny sliver of Franklin County, which is where I am, and then it's got all of Delaware County, and I think some of Morrow County on top of it, or whatever county. Yeah, it's Morrow is right on top of Delaware. And on that point, issue one passed. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Nice segue. Yeah. <laughs> So issue one is the is the gerrymandering initiative that's been like like so much effort has been pushed like put behind it and mm-hmm. it made it under the ballot and passed with over seventy five percent of the state. So hopefully we'll we'll see some exciting progress on like the gerrymandering front in Ohio. Yeah, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, we've got some time. <laughs> it won't it won't apply to this election, unfortunately. But twenty twenty two. Yes, twenty twenty two will be really exciting because we'll have better competitive districts. Keep an eye on Ohio. We're not down for the count. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh Sherrod Brown got uh obviously he was running a hundred percent of the vote. Yes. yes. <laughs> there was no one else on the ballot. <laughs> Which is terrific. Yes. Um, and the endorsement from NARAL Pro-Choice America, our national partner who endorses in federal races. He yes. had a nice video saying that we're awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was terrific. We'll put that one in the... He should have worn his shirt. Show. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> should have worn his purple shirt that uh-huh. you gave him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he should have. Um, so he's going to run against Jim Renacy. Um, who was... You that know, was a, there was several people on that ballot, mm-hmm. like six or seven uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a. He, you know, he didn't win by like a huge margin. He, he did not win fifty percent of the yeah. votes, even though he was like the clear front runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody needs to vote for Cheryl Brown because it's amazing, right? Yeah. Yes. So, um, I just want to mention some people running for Congress that honestly we don't know too much about. Uh, our office doesn't do congressional endorsements, or national office does. Um, some of these people ran contested. Some didn't. Um, but in the first district, uh, Aftab prevail. I've gotten his emails cause I, I'm on the emails for Cincinnati, of course. <laughs> and he seems like a really cool guy. I got to meet him when I went to the, I might've done that too. Uh, I don't remember. Middletown <laughs> debate of the, oh, yeah. of the gubernatorial candidates cause it's close to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He was there and I came up and I was like, Hey, can I get a picture? And he's like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but he was very nice. Took a picture and I tweeted You it specifically or what is Nayral? No, like he, he, I mean, it, it was me walking up. Okay. And anybody that looks at me is like, what, what Who's is this scary you? ginger man? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but no, he was incredibly nice and I, you know, read all about him and, uh, there's a really nice quote from him talking about how Cecile Richards is like his personal superhero. So I think that's, that's, that's safe a good sign. to say. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's like, I, I mean, yeah, he's a Democrat, but I think he's actually like actually a left leaning Democrat, not yeah. a centrist Democrat. Yeah. Um, in the second con- congressional district, Jill Schiller, uh, she's going to run against Brad Wenstrup. Um, I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> one of them is a current member of Congress. <laughs> cool. Not Jill. Uh, Janet Garrett is going to oppose Jim Jordan, <sighs> which, I mean, God bless Janet. because <laughs> That's a rough district. Go, yeah. Janet, go. <laughs> John Michael Galbraith, Galbraith is running against Bob Latta. I think that's Toledo's Toledo's turf. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, Shauna Roberts is running against Bill Johnson. Another ugh. Bill Johnson, member of Congress you've never heard of. <laughs> Isn't Bob Latta currently in the Ohio State House? Uh, no. no, he's in Congress. Okay. He, but he moved from the Ohio State House he was yeah. here before. Okay. Uh, Ken Harbaugh is going to run against Bob Gibbs. Again, Vanessa Enoch is going to run against Warren Davidson, uh, which I think is like my hometown's thing. So uh, I need to go visit mom and, and put up some, her. yeah, knock some doors for Vanessa there. Um, Teresa Gasper is running against Mike Turner. That's Dayton. Yeah, the, the Dayton Women's Rights Alliance has been a big fan of Teresa Gasper, mm-hmm. and like I've I've heard a lot of good things about her. Nice. Uh, Danny O'Connor won a huge primary. This is for the twelfth district. He actually won two primaries all in one night. Ah, fun yeah. fact. I don't know how that works because it was a special election and the general. So he was running. So because T. Berry was a wuss and he quit in January, uh-huh. um, they for some reason have to have a special election to fill the un. Met so part he of the is term. the current incumbent now. No, no, no. Oh. So they had to have a primary. This was so because this is my district. So I had to vote for him twice. It was weird. Um, so they had to special election primary for the unserved part of T. Berry's term, which is till the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be a separate special election between the Democrat and the Republican who won in that race to fill the rest of this year. And then in November, what the nightmare. same exact people are running <laughs> for next year's term for the same seat. When is the special election? I don't know. I actually have no freaking idea. <laughs> I'm guessing in a couple of months, but I really August. haven't figured that one out yet. Uh, <laughs> so Danny O'Connor, yeah. he's the guy. He's the guy. Um, he's going to run against Troy Balderson. Which was an interesting race because Troy Balderson was like the establishment Republican in that race. And Melanie Lanahan was the crazy Trump supporter, crazy person in that race. all women? Yeah. And she ran as this, like, pal mom, and all of her commercials were her walking through her McMansion neighborhood, and pal is really hilarious. But, uh, yeah, so it was, that was an interesting race. He did not win that. I think he won it by just over a percent point. Like, Ooh. it was 28, 9% to 28% of the vote there, too. Yikes. So that was another interesting one. Uh, Betsy Rader is running against Dave Joyce. Uh, Rick Neal is running against Steve Stivers. That's my favorite local. one. He's cool. He's, He's so awesome. cute. Um, yeah, his family we, is adorable. We yes. get to see him uh, and his husband. Uh, and so his he, two daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the cutest family They ever. are the most adorable family ever. Um, Rick Neal, uh, if elected, would be the first openly gay member of Congress in the state of Ohio. Woohoo! Which would be awesome. Yeah, he awesome. gave a great speech uh, after Rich Cordray from the same stage the, at the party we were at. Um, no, they're, really they're great. awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the last, I, I skipped over the, the uh, Joyce Beatty, Marsha Fudge, Tim yeah. Ryan. We all know they're going to get reelected because they're, they're awesome. Um, Susan Moran Palmer is going to run uh, against Anthony Gonzalez because Christina Hagen, bringing us back to that point, <laughs> Christina Hagen did not win her primary Don race for Congress. Good. Yeah. Good. That's sad. Yeah. So Go back to the hole you crawl out of. Main sponsor of the six-week abortion ban for three cycles now, two or three cycles. Something like that. Uh, absolutely tied herself to Donald Trump completely mm-hmm. clinging to the I'm right I'm anti-establishment, wing. despite being actually appointed to my position by my father, who held that position long before I did. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, she brought she, in Anthony Scaramucci for a fundraiser. That's is, my favorite fun fact about her ca- she is campaign. peak establishment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Nepotism. Did not yes. win. Good. Nope. 53 to 40, so she lost that race. Um yeah. So uh, there were there was weird press about that. Somebody somebody did an article. It was like either the Washington Post or the New Yorker, where they were looking at her race specifically. Uh, I think because of the Scaramucci thing, and mm-hmm. like the uh, the the press person kind of like had her sit off to the side and was like, "Here, watch the luggage," and then went over to talk to Scaramucci. It was a horrible article. Wow. Yeah, there were people talking about it on Twitter of like, why on earth would her handlers allow this to happen and allow that to be put into this article describing her? It, it was not a, a positive display of uh, like a nice, strong candidate. I don't like that. Yeah, no. well, that's, that's, uh, I, I am not going to defend Christina Higgins' positions on anything. But like that kind of crap, it happened with Sailor Palin too. It happened like... When you've got a conservative woman, there are a million reasons why that conservative woman doesn't need to be in office. Because she's a woman is not one of them. Yes. Like, going into the sexist, watch my luggage, or we're not going to pay attention to you because you're a woman, or any of the, like, no, why? Like, there, no, no. Mm. So, in that race, Anthony Gonzalez is running against Susan Moran Palmer, uh, who... I mean, Gonzalez is still crazy. Like, he's still completely anti-choice, endorsed by a higher right to life. Like, he is not a great person, and no one should vote for him. Let's make that very clear. He's not Christina Hagen, but he is not somebody to support. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Moran Palmer, uh, I, I got to sign this in our little work group as like the race to write up the post report. Uh, so I checked out her website, checked out her issues. She's running a really nice, solid, you know, pro improving access to healthcare uh, and, you know, pushing for common sense gun control as kind of the million mom march mm-hmm. or whatever the new name for the, yes. <laughs> uh, the mother's organization. Well, that's what it was. Moms against... Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Mm. Moms demand action. There it is. There we go. Yes. Oh, that one. Okay. She's got, she's got their logo up on the website. Um, you know, a really solid set of, Hey, let's get people access to affordable healthcare and let's, you know, have some common sense gun policy. Susan Moran Palmer is running a good, um, a good campaign. Uh, and she's one of, if you counted as I went of these challengers, Seven of them uh, are women. That's exciting. For Congress. Yeah, I read something about how when there was a primary where a woman was involved in it for Congress, 
nearly every single one of those races, the woman won in all of the states where there were primary elections. I can't remember, try to find it and put it in the show notes. But yeah, it seemed like if there was a woman running against a dude... So, Unless you're a conservative. Yes. Well, right. and, I, and I think that, you know, that really shows, hey, Lucas County Democratic Party and Cuyahoga County Democratic Party in which they did not endorse Antonio or Fetter. They endorsed the dude in that race. One, Antonio ran against um, she who, like, has a um, harassment, sexual harassment claim against him where he, like, actually used county funds to pay to silence the person like a settlement while he was in county office like the county party endorsed him instead of nikki antonio and hopefully on tuesday they learned how big of a mistake that was yes okay so don't ignore the women hello uh candidates for statewide office we want to talk about uh rob richardson um his office sent a press release out today uh, he's been endorsed. He's running for treasurer, endorsed by Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. Ooh, that's, that's a cool. good group. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that group of people. Yeah. It was a nice little headline for their uh, press release. Yeah. So, um, and us. Yes. I mean, we're not nearly as cool as Kamala Harris or Cory Booker, but we're, we're still maybe awesome. One day. We're in the same group now. Uh huh. I'm claiming that. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, he's running against Rob Sprague, who is a co-sponsor <sighs> of the total abortion ban, mm-hmm. uh, co-sponsored a piece of legislation that would apply the death penalty to women and their doctors if they had an abortion. Yes. Robert Sprague should not be any elected office. Especially not our state treasurer. Especially not state treasurer. Uh, Kathleen Clyde won. Uh, she's running for secretary of state. She's going to be an amazing secretary of state. The best secretary of state. Uh, running against anti-choice Frank LaRose. It Again. was a complete letdown. The people thought was going to be a moderate in the Republican party and just. He made a turn a couple of years ago and just went all in on the crazy. Like. Yeah. Had gone, went from being. You know, somebody who was talking rationally about, you know, making real solutions for real problems and blah, blah, blah to, you know, co-sponsoring. I feel like he co-sponsored the heartbeat bill at some point or did something on the heartbeat bill at some point. And yeah, give a speech for one of the like fringe anti-choice groups, not Ohio Right to Life, but like Northeast Ohio Right to Life or one of those up there and has gone all in. Right. Uh, Steve Dettelbach is running for attorney general. Uh, has put out some emails talking about choice issues, you know, really going out of his way to, uh, A, speak up in support of abortion rights, and B, mention that we endorsed him in his email, which I totally love. Um, He's running against Dave Yost, who had a terrible day today. (laughs) He did. Oh, it was awful. Tell us more, Gabe. Uh, He he basically had to stand up there and uh, defend the state's inaction against ECOT, (laughs) which has emerged as like the giant corruption scandal. The fact that Ohio is forking over cash to some website that like, produces fraudulent data about kids taking classes online mm-hmm. for elementary and high school, which is a bad idea. Um, yeah, they actually did research on like kids' academic status at the beginning of the year and the end of the year who were going to this electronic school of tomorrow or whatever ECOT stands for. But it, um, they actually, the kids were worse off. They actually lost knowledge through the school year. I don't doubt it. (laughs) They started at this level and they went down, not up through the school year. You know, as somebody who was like, went through Southern schools, which are by no means well ranked, (laughs) 
I'm so scared that I have a child in Ohio. <laughs> Our school system is a little screwed up. Yeah. Do, 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 yeah. Do. Well, and I think, so that's huge, but I also think, you know, we've talked a lot about how Mike DeWine as attorney general and now running for governor is awful because as attorney general, he's investigated Planned Parenthood and gone on this witch hunt and everything else. At the same time, Mike DeWine was doing that. Dave Yost was also doing it. He opened an investigation as well when the false videos came out and did a whole thing. So if you want somebody in the attorney general's office who's continuing to waste all your tax dollars going after Planned Parenthood and not actually going after real criminals like, oh, ECOT, go for him but you know if you want somebody who's actually good steve dottlebox your guy yes one of our sayings in south carolina is thank god for mississippi for (laughs) we say that a lot in ohio too but i'm not sure that mississippi is worse than us half the time so (laughs) i'm beginning to wonder right Uh uh-huh uh in the auditor's race zach space is running against keith faber keith (sighs) faber was one of those who really jumped on Defunding Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah, so. you did. I was so glad when he like, left the Ohio State House. He's yeah. actually one of my favorite legislative stories, dude. Because he used to be in the Ohio House. Mm-hmm. Okay. He used to be the chair. No, he used to just be on the health committee. And he every single time there was an abortion bill before him, he would just bloviate on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever about something he wanted to talk about. But he always ended whatever that paragraph was with, so when do you think life began? And one day we had a woman from now testifying, but she was Jewish. And she just came flying back without hesitation. My faith teaches me that uh, life is a life at the moment it is born and is bre- takes its first breath and it is ensouled by God. At that point, it becomes a person. That's when life begins. And he just could not comprehend. It was like a computer, like those like robot like ads of like, <laughs> no one not comprehend. Answer. Do not comprehend. Do not like. He just like froze, and I really thought I was going to see spontaneous human combustion. His face got <laughs> so red, and he just could not stand the fact that somebody number one was completely going diametrically opposed to what he believed, but then also using religion to justify it. Whole, he just could not handle it one bit. That was actually one of my favorite committee moments ever, and it's a Keith Faber story, so it's really funny. Yeah, he's not good, good, good guy. No. <sighs> okay, so that's that election. was election day. <laughs> Wowie, and that's just the first one, right? So, okay. there's so many things that happen this week outside of elections. <laughs> Like what? I don't know those things. <laughs> I mean, Iowa was apparently not addressed. The attorney general in New York. Oh, right. cool. <laughs> so Iowa signed a six-week abortion ban. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It passed through the legislature and their governor signed. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the the guy from New York is bad. Yeah. So <laughs> Very just bad. Just proving that Democratic men can be just as awful and evil. Banned in 2K18. As Republican men sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. And they need well, to be held accountable. I mean, yeah, I think this like, is I'm the not, biggest piece. Is like, you know, I'm not going to defend him just because he's a Democrat. He sucked and he needed to go away. And all the supposedly good things he did are not outweighed by the fact that he abused women. And that's just not okay. Right. Never acceptable. Your turn, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my favorite tweet in response to that because I think, guess, either he or, I know, I think it was. Of course, um, he can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> crap, the woman. That always comes to his assistance. Why am I forgetting her name? Sarah B. Yes, Kelly Ron Conaway like tweeted out like something about good riddance or blah blah blah, and somebody responded to that tweet with "Your turn." Yeah, <laughs> our guys resigned. Your turn. Yeah, <laughs> like uh-huh, kind of out. Out. 
Uh, okay, so uh, Mother's Day is this weekend. It is. It's my first Mother's Day. Yay! Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Well, I guess the first time he's on the outside of me, at least. I was pregnant this time last year. Yes. <laughs> first time you get to stare at him and he gets to like still puke on you because he doesn't know it's Mother's Day. He <laughs> doesn't really throw up that much. That's good. Yeah. It's going to mm-hmm. be my wife's 10th uh, Mother's Day. Mm. I'm going to get her car detailed. We. I recommend That's that. Nice. It's a good thing to have done. <laughs> Especially nice. if you throw up on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, that's fun. Uh, okay. You want to talk about upcoming events? Do I have anything upcoming? <laughs> <laughs> I have a week where I'm training in Cleveland, <laughs> and then it's festival season. Uh, All the festivals. The ACLU of Ohio's got two showings of the RGB. Uh, documentary uh, once tonight in Columbus. So yes. if you're watching this right now, go to uh, the Gateway Film Center. When you say uh, tonight, do you mean Thursday or Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Okay, so. Um, yeah, yeah, tonight. Um, and then one is tomorrow at the Cedar Lee Theater in Cleveland Heights. Uh, if links to all of these events, if you go to the show notes uh, mm-hmm. and, and check out the events page on our Facebook page, um, we'll have all this information. And and those are the ACLU screenings. I think, I know at least the Gateway is showing it at other times, like throughout the weekend. So if you can't make, if you've missed because you're listening to this on Friday, the the, the ACLU showing in Columbus, they, it will be showing all weekend. Right. Um, the legislature comes back next week. Yes, the high legislature comes back next week. Hopefully, they're too busy picking a new speaker because Rosenberger resigned. And not you know. technically an event, but there could be a committee hearing. Yes, we'll let people know because, of course, they don't tell us until like late on Friday night. Because why give people notice? Right. I don't have anything until June. Mm-hmm. Uh, May twenty second is the next Repro Health Happy Hour. I'll be in Cleveland, mm-hmm. okay. but it's happening. And but if it's Planned Parenthood, it's at St. James. Yeah, yay! Standard Repro Health Happy Hour for the month. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're looking forward to all of the upcoming summer festivals. So look for information to volunteer. If you want to, if you want to volunteer at soon. literally any Pride except for Columbus Pride. Um, or come to the Warp Tour in Cincinnati with me. <laughs> Hit me up. That'll Yay. be fun. I'm still surprised the Warp Tour is the thing. It's this last year. It's so the last be. year for it's being a thing. <laughs> it's, it's it's now round to the point where it's going to be parents like I remember when I was a kid. You mean me, a parent? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> at the Warp Tour. Yes, actually. That's what it is. It is actually. I was looking at their demographics. Most of their demographics are like younger than me. Like eighteen to twenty four, I think is their biggest demographic, and then like younger than that even. Yeah, I think for for a festival, it really um, has managed to keep itself more relevant and like keep getting like younger and newer bands. They haven't kept kind of the same band lineup. No, like a lot of other festivals that kind of died off. So um, they've um, actually done a halfway decent job of like staying relevant. I'm gonna feel so old. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Which is fine. I'll bring my interns. It's cool because they invite people like us to come. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can feel really old and like bring your earplugs because it's just too loud. I hate festivals. <laughs> I hate outdoors. I hate concerts. <laughs> so your June is going to be fabulous. Yeah. I'm glad we have a tent. <laughs> yes, we have a tent. Nice. Um yeah, I mean, otherwise, all I have coming up is the Crafternoons. June 3rd, we'll be doing a tie-dye party, which will be fun. Woo-hoo. So if you do plan on uh, tabling with us this summer, you can come tie-dye a rainbow shirt for Pride, which I think makes sense. Yes. And we'll tie-dye extra ones, and you can buy them, because they say Pro-Choice AF, and they're fabulous. Yeah. And then my July Crafternoon will be co-hosted with Feminist Flag Corps, and we'll be making flags for Doodah. So Yay. keep an eye out. Fun. 
Okay. All right. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.